Welcome to The Expanded Podcast with your host, Lacey Phillips. As a leading manifestation advisor with a process that's, well, radically different from the old New Age model, mine is rooted in psychology, neuroscience, and my energetic gifts. I created this podcast to help you expand your subconscious limiting beliefs about the potential of deserving the manifestations you're calling in. Therefore, you're tuning into this podcast series to show your subconscious that anything you desire is possible. And by pressing play, you've already started the process of manifesting it. If you enjoy this episode, please leave us our review comment, and share it with your fellow manifester that's struggling or could really benefit from the information that you're about to learn. The more we integrate our shadow, that's how we can become very successful in business if we're doing what we're supposed to authentically be doing. Whatever the thing might be your child's interested in, believe in them, no matter how much it changes, go with the flow, find them expanders and reflect back self-worth to them. It's often in relationships that two people can go in different directions, but it's really important that they come back to being on the same energetic wavelengths. So I'm kicking off this episode with a My Magnetic Story, where I read the community's manifestations. Hi, everyone. I had a massive rock bottom this summer. End of an abusive romantic relationship, ending of a close friendship, nowhere to live, no money, beginning of my new program at school with no resources, and I cut my dad out of my life. And so I'm taking the time out this Christmas Eve while surrounded by loved ones to reflect on everything I've been calling in, which started with the breakup. I just want to pause for one moment to tell anybody listening, if you are going through a rock bottom, you've gone through a rock bottom, a rock bottom might even hit you this year. It is such a pivotal opening to be so, so, so magnetic and manifest in a lot of things. And we have a perfect workshop on this called Up Level. It's called Rock Bottom. It's inside Up Level. And if you navigate those energetics correctly, just watch what happens. Now I'll return to this to give you some insight of what that looks like. I've manifested every single thing. A new partner, which I've set very, very clear boundaries with. A new job aligned with my work and life purpose. And I just got a promotion Tuesday. A new apartment, which is super affordable and massive. I live in New York, so this is really rare. With the perfect roommate. Wonderful new work partners and friendships. And massive expansion on who I am and how I serve. I'm in awe of the turn of these last five months. And Lacey's work coupled with psychotherapy and my contemplative practice has provided me with so much insight. And I can honestly say I've never felt more in my worth and aligned. Keep going, everyone. Even when things can feel deeply painful, trust that you are deserving of love and light. This stuff works. Happy holidays. Thank you so much for sharing this. And I'm so glad that this is how you got to spend your holidays and how you got to take in the new year. Anybody who's gone through any of these circumstances, you are just as deserving and capable. And I love rock bottoms (laughs) because things like that happen after. And you can find up level inside the pathway. All the workshops are inside there starting at $24.99 a month. Today's trigger I want to go through is feeling guilty for having more than people around you or your loved ones or your friends. This is really, really important to tackle because when we have that energetic feeling of guilt, of shrinking, what we're communicating to the universe is that we don't deserve more of what we already have. We don't deserve what we want, essentially, is what's going on. It's like we're punishing ourselves. However, the 
biggest realization somebody needs to have if you're in that position with anybody in your life and guilt's coming up is you're an expander for them. If you can just take that in, you are an expander for them. You are showing their mirror neurons that it's possible to have what you have within the perfection of their own authenticity, what whatever their version of it looks like. They should be so lucky enough to have an expander like you around. But I also like to say this with my clients that I've had who come from wealth or they come from a lot of privilege, that it's just as important for them to unblock as it is for somebody who doesn't come from those circumstances. Because most of the time growing up, they've been told to uh, be small, pretend like you don't have a lot. You don't want to offend people. You don't want people to use you for what you have. There is so much to unblock there in order to create a lot of space for what you want to come through and to feel deserving and worthy of it. So a really good roadmap for unblocking that is to start with unblock shadow. You just need to take all of this through shadow and own it. And the moment that you become very, very comfortable with exactly who you are, what you have, and that you're serving as an expander for others so that we can lift up the collective consciousness so everybody can have their form of equity and whatever that is, that's when you'll start to receive a lot more of it. And you'll not only do that, you'll start to serve as a greater and bigger expander for your gifts and your purpose in life. So work on it, own it. You can find that right in the pathway. And we'll get into this episode. So I won't go into explaining too much of today's episode because I kind of talk about it right when it starts. But what I went ahead and did with Lila, we like to do this every couple of months. We share a supported one of my classes that come out twice a month inside the pathway. And it's where anybody gets to write in their questions who are subscribed about where they're at in their manifestation process, questions about manifestation in general, triggers that are coming up, things that are happening in their life, stuff that's not clear. And I go through for an hour and I answer it. So here goes. Welcome back to the Expanded Podcast. And we're going to go ahead and do something a little fun like we did, I think, a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. We have a class which is now inside the Pathway. It's totally included. And for those of you that are new, the Pathway is the subscription model we put out that's far more affordable and accessible. And it has every single workshop in it starting at $24.99 a month. And this is one of the coolest features because it's where you can submit any questions you're having about your process, about the work, about manifestation. And I teach a class for an hour, twice a month, where I go through and answer them all. So today we're going to get into everybody's questions. Mm -hmm. A really fun thing we've actually been doing in there too, which I think is highly supportive. We're only doing it for a couple of weeks, but we're making compilations of everything in one that could support people because you'll see these are a little bit like love, money, uh, and those ones are a whole episode on money, a whole episode on shadows. So today you'll get the medley and Lila's going to be asking and we'll yes. <laughs> get some of Lila's experience mm-hmm. and, and we'll get right into it. Go sure. Ahead, shoot. So we'll start with um, this question is about expanders. Lacey, I'm curious about your evolution, particularly the steps you took to start working for yourself, building your brand, cooking and blogging, creating all of that so beautifully, and then how that evolved into advising and working with people one-on-one. It's a chapter of your story I'm inspired by and interested in learning about. Yeah, I feel like you can actually find it on a lot of podcast episodes Mm -hmm. I've been on, truly. And it's pretty simple. I finally got fed up um, working for jobs that I had incredibly low self-worth in, and they treated me really poorly. And the very last one, it's where my health went completely astray because it was so toxic that when I left, I had a little bit in savings, and I said, that's it, I'll never work for somebody else again. Show me universe, what to do. And I don't advise that for a lot of people unless you're really really at that point where your trust muscle is so strong that you can commit to this. And trust muscle you can find in our glossary on the site of what that means. But essentially mine was, and I really understood the process of manifestation at that point. So I knew that I could rely on this. And so I kept getting signs from the universe that were like, have you seen this blog, My New Roots? Somebody else asked me about it. It, you know, it popped up. And so I went and took a look at it and I was like, oh, 
okay, so it looks like you're showing me to start a blog. And so I did. And I had to really just follow the signs along the way. And I had to seek out expanders. I had to have bridge jobs. There was one point where I did social media for a company I really admired. And then private chefing fell into my lap through a friend. But none of them were very prosperous. And it was actually one, they floated me-ish. And my ex really helped support me financially too, which is a really good lesson. The moment that I closed my portal down financially on him helping me and only opened it up to what I'm supposed to really be doing, it really fled through. So that's a huge thing that you learn in opulence. But finally, one holiday season, I had all of my resources dry up to where all of my private chefing clients went out of town. And I was like asking my mom if she could help me. I think I had a credit card. And I kept getting the download in meditation. And I had been getting it for six or seven months. It was like, you need to put this manifestation process out there because it's so different than what any anybody's teaching. You're you're so good at it. It has results. It's time to do it. But I had a lot of shadow. I was really, really afraid of what people in my smaller conservative hometown would think, namely my dad. And as soon as I put it out and I own that shadow more and more, it really took off more and more. And truly, I do believe the more we integrate our shadow, that's how we can become very successful in business if we're doing what we're supposed to authentically be doing. Because wherever we're afraid to be hiding, we're projecting out. We don't want it. Um, stay back. Whatever it is, whether it's financial, whether it's recognition, press. So my big process has been expanding through other expanders since starting this and owning a lot of shadow, doing all of the work you're doing in opulence. And it just keeps getting now doing the work in up level, which I went through my own rock bottom this last year in 2018. Um, So I do all of the same work that you guys do and it just keeps flourishing. So I think the real takeaways in that are truly listening to the pings we're getting about what we're actually supposed to be doing, not what we think we should do and what society tells us to do. So that's a big takeaway, really learning the formula and the process of how to be able to build your trust muscle and be in that magic dark. Opulence is huge for it to really, really understand. And we're about to like pump all of the workshops that exist inside the pathway with a ton of bonus material inside mm-hmm. pathway only. Um, that's where we're really starting to put all of our focus. So you'll get extra things about career and opulence and, you know, quick energetic practices that I do around money. So I think those are the big takeaways. And yeah, if you want more, definitely go check them out on other podcasts I've been on, which you can find on our press page. So this one is about partnership. I've been with my partner for almost eight years, but just started doing your work six months ago. When I think about what my partnership list would look like, there are many things that are on my list that don't match with my current partner. Does this mean that my subconscious wants to move on to a new partner? This is interesting and tricky. I go through phases of this a lot, and I know clients would too. I heard a quote the other day in a show I've been watching. I only seem to watch, I'm so dorky and sensitive, (laughs) that I watch only like 17th century English dramas. Like on the Masterclass channel. Um, But I love this quote that a guy said to a woman on it. And he said, some women are never satisfied. And this is obviously applicable to any gender. But some women are never satisfied. Some women are, you know, martyrs and undersatisfied. And some are just really content with building their own happiness. And obviously, again, applicable to any gender. When I'm going through this particular question that you're talking about and when I see clients going through it, there's a couple of things to really ask ourselves. In our shadow, have we not addressed or integrated the things that we are seeking in someone else? And I don't technically think you have to fully be what you're wanting to call in for it to come in. So for the person who is attracting in partnership, I don't really believe you have to be the whole package in order to get the whole package. I think we attract and expand our partnership. Sometimes I've had most of my partnerships have expanded me in different ways, whether it's financially, spiritually, um, all sorts of stuff. So I don't believe in that, but I do believe when you are in partnership and you may be feeling that pull for something else, it's really important to look at Do you actually embody those qualities within yourself that you're looking in something else? Also, another really important thing to take note of, those things you're seeking, you know, in this potential next partnership that don't align with your current partnership, did you receive those fully in childhood or are you needing to go down and reparent that? And so to give you some examples of that, I was really going through this with Max recently where... 
you know, I know I want to move to nature and be there most of the time. He's really attached to Los Angeles. So our relationship's really going to look like me in, you know, one of these retreat houses, maybe three weeks out of the month in nature. And he'll come to visit maybe when he does. And I started to have this thing where I'm like, no, I want a partner who has all of that, who can be there, who can be present. But when I look at that, I had shadow stuff I hadn't addressed. I wasn't really showing up for him as a partner and hearing his needs. And also it's childhood stuff of me pushing away somebody, somebody will never be good enough. So going back to that quote again, some people are never satisfied in a relationship. They're always seeking more. And I had to look at that and I have a lot of work to do around that now. And now I'm really looking at all of the ways he is an incredible partner and he is, you know, someone who's showing up in all of the things I'm just needing to implement needs within myself. So before you head out, I always want people to take a look at shadow and inner child. And of course, if you're doing the work with somebody and you do inhabit all of those and they're falling short, yeah. I don't believe in like full-blown monogamy forever in one lifetime at all. I don't think spiritually. I think it works for some people. I think it's really about two people doing the work and evolving together. And if each other's needs aren't continuing to be met, then it's time to head to the next experience um, if that's what's right for you. Yeah, I think of my last partner who was literally everything on a list I would create even today, but just something didn't feel quite right. So learning how to detach, like being obsessed with everything that I'd written down to a T and learning to more like listen to what felt right. And now while you're seeking, because you're sort of not seeking full-blown partnership, but you're trying to manifest certain things in relationship, do they even match up with what that list was or is it totally different now? Not really. Yeah, it's definitely changed. Um, I think after that relationship, even though he was so much of what I would have wanted in a partner, it made me kind of realize what things outside of, what things I wanted in the partnership rather than what things I wanted within just a person, for a person to kind of have in terms of characteristics. So I've definitely changed more of like what I'm looking for within a particular relationship. I think it's so important when we're looking to call in partnership in general, or if we are in partnership, how much of it is societally injected, you oh, know? Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> like how much of that is and how much of it is what your soul's calling mm-hmm. and then really taking inventory of like, oh, do I not show up in this way for myself and do I need to work on that? Exactly. So I think that's really great, that question. Okay, moving on to opulence. I'm really working on deservingness. I've been in the habit of saying, you can't have that, you don't have the cash, learn to live without it. So now that I've started doing your work, I say, I deserve this, I will have it soon. Is there some other self-talk I can be doing to add to this? I think a really important note to make to that is affirmations sure are great in the conscious realm yeah um, and they do help more slowly reinforce new neural pathways but I think if you are somebody who really wants to focus on those positive affirmations please be doing them in the subconscious state so rather Mm -hmm. than sure if that's what you're wanting to do when you're paying for something or you feel broke about something or negative self-talks coming up in the, the conscious space that's a beautiful conscious reinforcement but what's going to do this much faster for you is when you're in a subconscious space. So when you're in a hypnotic space, whether that for you is doing the deep imaginings in this work. And at the very end, when you're finishing up either the daily reprogramming exercise or an opulence DI that you want to reinforce those and show those to your brain and whatever really connects, that's going to make this happen a lot faster. And then if you're wanting to make it happen way quicker, even faster than positive affirmations in the conscious space, go and find the expanders that are reflecting those things back to you so that you identify with that do have the things you want already that can, you know, what were the positive ones she, were, she was saying again? I will have this soon. I deserve this. Great. So you want expanders that that have that, that Mm -hmm. are capable of that, that alchemize things that quickly. That and doing the DI reinforcement with the positive affirmations will happen far quicker than a positive, like saying in the mirror or any of that stuff, which does, you know, it it is a good practice. It's just a little bit more spiritual bypass and a lot slower. But um, A, you can have all of that. (laughs) B, it can be true right away. And what will make that come to fruition a lot quicker are seeing it through mirror neurons and expanders and then in the subconscious state when you're in a hypnotic state that your brain can't tell the difference and it's like oh okay okay cool and you reinforce it enough it's like that's a reality we'll make that happen 
I am a mother of two children. As I work through reparent, I've become aware of all of the shadows I have from my childhood, which was in a loving and stable home. We burden our children with our own baggage, knowing I'm not perfect and I have my issues to deal with. How do I navigate this and not create shadows for my boys that they'll have to deal with later? I like. I definitely advise listening to old episodes. No parent can ever be perfect because every soul that comes onto the planet is authentic and unique and we don't know fully what to do for that soul. They're so individual. B, every child's supposed to have the human experience. That's what makes them a human. That like um, toxic shame is obviously very, very hard and it's at the root of every block every human has. But there's such a thing called healthy shame that that's what helps us understand that we're not God and that we're not hubris and that we are more empathic to people. And I, so I just want to make that little segue to just take the pressure off yourself. The fact that you're even doing work to change and stop the cycles that you grew up with, you're automatically infinitely helping their lives versus how you grew up. And that's how we start to evolve into true consciousness on the planet. So pat yourself on the back. And then two is to really do the work. So I am yet to meet a parent, even parents with massive help, who aren't stressed, who aren't exhausted. And so the best things you can do for yourself is take care of yourself, put your oxygen mask on first, do this work when you have the time, or if you need help from your partner to have the time, or you need help you know, swapping with a friend so that one friend watches all of the kids at once and then you do. But if you can put your oxygen mask on first, you can continue to do this work. You're going to see such a significant difference in them and their future. And then the third thing I love to say to parents is really allow your child to authentically unfold in front of you without projecting things onto them. So really allow them to show you their authenticity, have conscious communication with them. I love that one particular, and I'm totally going to mispronounce her name, but Dr. Maybe we'll put it in the show notes. She's my favorite. She's on Oprah all the time, and it's all about conscious parenting, and I can't not remember her name right now, but she's such a wonderful light at the end of the tunnel in this exact conversation. So I just really want to reflect back to you the fact that you're even doing this work, you're already 10 steps ahead and be, take the pressure off yourself. Um, the only three things you can really give to a child and the most important being is just self-confidence. The more you can give them self-worth and reflect back to them that they're worthy, that alone is going to make them incredibly successful in this lifetime. B, to make them a very good manifester. The moment they express interest in something, find them expanders that are like them or come from similar circumstances to them that are very successful. So whether it's like getting them a poster or taking them to a game, if it's baseball, what, I mean, whatever the thing might be your child's interested in, believe in them, believe in their thoughts, believe in their ideas, even if it changes 15,000 times and find them an expander. So those are the three most important things you can do is believe in them. No matter how much it changes, go with the flow, find them expanders and reflect back self-worth to them. Children are so intelligent. They're so smart and we don't give them nearly enough credit. I don't know. Maybe you have some great things to say on this because Lila was raised rye and oh, yeah. you've been a nanny <laughs> for so long. I mean, such a conscious way if it, you know, fits with a family to raise children. Yeah. Um, I was going to say we do have a few blog posts as well on, on the blog that can support an answer to this question, which I think is really um, helpful for anyone looking for any kind of guidance. But I think no matter what parenting technique you use to raise a child, like Lacey said, it really you really just need to give them love and support and kind of let them show you their interests. I mean, you may have someone, you may have a little boy and say you like keep giving him train sets thinking he's going to want to play with the train set. Instead, like sit back and see what he kind of navigates towards or or what stuff um, lights him up. And I think, I know um, Jenna, I think Jenna Zoe mentioned it's also helpful to maybe understand their human design or understand, um, you know, some cosmically profile your children. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. But just to give you a little bit of a insight maybe into how they they work if you're having a hard time understanding. Um, Daniel Beinstein's amazing for this too, astrologically, mm-hmm. just to kind of get their temperature, human design, huge, I think. It's such a crack, so many codes. That, and it also just takes away from the normal societal 
pressure of how to parent and what to do. And and like going back to your, your example of, you know, maybe feeding the trains over and over. And it's like, Max is a really great example if we're getting, I mean, I'm huge into not having gender specific toys and things Mm -hmm. like that. But Max knew he wanted to be a clothing designer from the age of three. (laughs) You know what I mean? And that could really scare a lot of parents. Mm -hmm. And it's like, let them show you their interests and, and how it unfolds because it'll be magic in the world. And that's what they're here to do. Even if it changes 15,000 times, might have an MG for a kid. We don't know. Yeah. Like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> they could want to be a vet and a, whatever, yeah. you know, an artist, all these things. Yeah, but because what I've just noticed from all my time nannying is sometimes like a parent will will do something and they'll be like, oh, I shouldn't, you know, that was that wasn't right or something. But I think it's like letting go of the need to, to follow some things. Yeah, specifically or be perfect. It's just love your child and let them do not do what they want to do, but let, yeah. let them explore. Listen to your intuition a yeah. lot too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so moving on to this question is about the formula. What is the difference between trying to manifest what you want and just getting your hopes up? My boyfriend and I have been taking some space, but he wants to see me soon, and I'm hoping he has found clarity and that we can pick up where we left off. My manifestation practice includes meditating, writing down my desires, praying to the universe and surrendering to it, knowing it has my back. I want to be able to write down. I want us to pick up where we left off and be happy again, but I won't write it down because I'm afraid of getting my hopes up and being crushed. Oh man, I have so many things to say on this. Like, number one, have you done the formula? Um, because we can't manifest for others. And so, with this specific question, it's really important to remember oh, you got to do partnership. There's so many things about this if you're not doing that work because a lot of the things that were mentioned in this, the think positive. So it's like praying to the universe, surrendering, uh, writing my desires down. All that's great, but a really important thing to understand is we can't manifest for others. And traditionally, when something's broken, in a lot of experiences with clients I've had in myself, usually it's not fixed right away. There's a really small percentage of the time that it is. But I think the most important thing here to know is you're manifesting for yourself. And so I guess the really great things I have to point this person to is you need to do the formula. You need to do partnership because the old paradigms of manifestation, which is like think positive, visualize that person you want, it just doesn't work. And so you can't control what's going to happen in this relationship. But what I will tell you, you can definitely manifest the right partner you're supposed to have, even if it's not supposed to be this partner and this partner was your expander. It's also your mirror of all the work you need to do so that you're not codependent and you're totally self sufficient and you have autonomy. So I, yeah, this person, I would really, really highly recommend doing the workshops. This will help you tremendously of how to take the power back into yourself and how to seek out what's right for you and not put all of your eggs into this basket. Maybe this basket's supposed to be one that works, but going about it that old way of manifestations (laughs) only going to stall this process for you a lot longer. Okay. I feel like I keep getting stuck in the reprogramming parts of the DRE, and I'm concerned that my ego is still blocking that part. I've only once so far actually felt a healing. When I'm down there, I get caught up in the reality of the trigger, aka what happened earlier, and I'm experiencing resistance to conjure in my imagination the people or myself changing it. Perhaps I subconsciously believe I don't actually have the power to reprogram it. Am I taking the process too literally? Absolutely. (laughs) The best advice I can give for you down there is do what works, whatever works to make you feel a healing. So you don't have, when those prompts are going, you can even zone out and go into your own place and do your own thing, which I often do. I use it like a Russian roulette. I'm like, is this the thing I need to feel healed? Is this the thing I need to feel healed? And the most important thing you're doing down there, even if it's not a full healing, what is so much more important is that you are in your power at the end of it. So whatever that triggered circumstance, circumstances that roots back to your childhood, even if you don't feel like, oh my gosh, I changed the way that my dad spoke to me that time. And now he's my biggest supporter inside this, you know, deep imagining vision, whatever works for you to feel like you got your power and worth back out of that particular memory, that's all you need to be focused on. So even if you have to zone out what's happening down there, or you have to wait till the music at the very end to kind of do your own thing until you search and find what that's going to be for you. Don't take it literally. Don't be perfect. Really follow your intuition so that you can match your needs of what needs to happen. (laughs) 
So I'm quickly interrupting this episode to invite you if you're ready to start your manifestation journey, or if anything you've heard in our manifestation episodes has piqued your interest to begin. We have a la carte workshops in everything from the basics bundle, which is what we recommend to everyone who starts. It's the formula that actually teaches you how to manifest, unblocked inner child, and unblocked shadow. We also have a la carte workshops on love and money. But the real gem is the Pathway membership because it encompasses every single workshop we have. It's a year-long membership with full access to the few a la carte offerings we have and exclusive workshops not available anywhere else, such as the daily practice, which is what everybody in the Pathway uses, hopefully at least three times a week to daily in order to truly create the new neural pathways that one needs in order to manifest and houses the library of our deep imaginings, which is our unique hypnosis process that allows you to get into your subconscious and overwrite those old neural pathways, creating the new ones. You can use our special code EXPANDED, all caps, E-X-P-A-N-D-E-D, to receive $20 off your first a la carte workshop purchase or $20 off your first month of the pathway. Again, that's all caps, EXPANDED, E-X-P-A-N-D-E-D. Okay, now back to the episode. about you, Lila, when you're doing the DRE or reprogramming, do you have any tips on that when you're down there? Um, well, I was going to say, I, I, well, when I first started doing them, I would try so hard to like show myself something or to bring myself somewhere or to like imagine it, you know, to kind of like reprogram it physically (laughs) in my brain instead of kind of letting my subconscious show me the way. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was hard for me to let go of, but because I love to control and yeah. control and be like I do this because and like come up with it on my own. Um so it did take me a little bit of time to be able to learn to just let go of the need to answer my own questions yeah. and um and just kind of let myself drop in with no expectations and no like okay I'm going to go through. I mean even doing the DRE it's helpful for me to have a specific thing in mind, but I almost like if I'm feeling a little bit of anxiety or feeling a little bit of like anger about something that happened, instead of going in with that specific thing, I just like go in with that feeling mm-hmm. and the emotion that I'm experiencing at the moment and kind of let my subconscious show me and it's kind of amazing because it starts to show me things that I didn't that aren't immediately connected to And what, that's the point yeah, to get to those. Exactly because that's kind of what has caused that trigger. I love that. With. So I guess it's it's just kind of like letting go and not having anything specific in mind and you will find the answer that way or I have. Another tip, you know, that has been applicable to this because I've really been trying to practice a lot more mindfulness. That's my whole intention this year, which I can't wait to come out with stuff of how to do manifestation and mindfulness, (laughs) you know, Uh, I'm really starting to get ideas on that, but I love it. So a healer that I work with that you guys have heard on here before or will hear on here and you can see on our healers page her name's Lara and she's a Reiki master and all sorts of great things and she gave me this little tidbit in our last session which I guess is a yogic form of mindfulness is that when you are talking or in conversation or there's music around or in this case I think it's very helpful I've I've done this as well, is to listen to the vibration of the sound of the voice. So like in that you would listen to, you would focus on the sound of my voice, which will take you right out Mm -hmm. of your head of trying to control and just submitting to being mindful and letting it go where it goes. So I think those three tips in general should be enough for this person to kick off or anyone else who's having trouble down there. I was starting to see, and this will be part of pumping up those workshops that are in the pathway, but I was starting to see in the Facebook group, somebody was like, I'm bored doing the same DRE every day. It's like, when I go to the gym, I don't want the same playlist. (laughs) And it's like, but it doesn't have to be the same, you know, like if you really surrender and stop controlling and you just are ready to go on a journey, it will be different every day for you. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, like you said, listening to the vibration, I've stopped like focusing on on all the steps you're yeah. telling us to take and just kind of like sink down with the rhythm of the voice. Yeah. And that has been really, really helpful. Perfect. So this question um, is about up-level or relative to up-level. Um, 
I am 36, I live in Australia, and I'm in a relationship with a man that I don't love. We've been together for eight years, and I've settled for less than I deserve. After doing your work for a while now, I found out a few days ago that I'm pregnant. I don't leave him because he wouldn't survive without me, but I don't feel at home in this country, and I've always dreamt of moving one day, falling in love, starting a family, and living in my dream place for the rest of my life. Am I supposed to settle here and stay with this man? Will it bring me happiness eventually? I feel like the universe has sent me this to put me into my right place, rock bottom, jumping off the cliff. But I feel so helpless. What am I supposed to do now to find answers? You know, I'm not going to give you definites on this. If we were in session, I would definitely dig and give you definites. But I feel like this is so, it's such a broader way to answer that I want to give you things that, lessons I've learned that have been imparted on me to let you know that you have options in this situation. Number one, one, knowing that if and when you decide or if you are set on bringing this child into the world, your particular relationship modeling and dynamic is going to be directly what this child's attracted to and goes on to manifest into their life. So think about that, you know, is a really important thing. Secondly, I loved this one particular yogic woman I knew the moment she got pregnant with somebody who they weren't even like fully committed or dating. It was so accidental. And she, the first things that went through her mind were like, safety, oh my gosh, I have to figure out my life. And then she went, how will I be able to teach my son to follow his dreams and essentially manifest the things in his life if I don't go follow the dream that I've always had, which is moving to Bali and traveling all these. So throughout the whole nine months of her pregnancy, she alone went traveling through Asia and birthed on her own in Bali, you know, very strong and incredible. And now she is that expander for her son whom she brought into the world in Aquarius. And, you know, when you have that to show your child, they know that truly anything's possible. And then a really close friend of mine, it's so funny because every time she's thought about leaving her husband is when she gets pregnant. (laughs) And of course she's like, well, now he has me for another four years. And it's really funny because they're really, really incredible together. And um, she has a lot of the same habits I grew up with from my mom where it's like, leave when things aren't right. You know, all these <laughs> things that I'm always working through. And her therapist always said something really great to her, which I loved. And she was like, there's such a thing as divorce and there's such a thing as being a single mother. And both are widely acceptable and totally achievable. So I guess the biggest licensing I'm giving you right now is number one, you will be incredibly magnetic if you choose whatever is right authentically for you and your child. Regardless, you are going to be so supported. And if you're actually doing this work to go with it, especially if you've been like, I should leave and I'm not leaving, I should leave and I'm not leaving um, and you choose to do that, you will just be so magnetic. That's one thing I want to impart on you. And then of course, if you do decide to stay in this relationship, I just want you to know that um, doing the work will be so, so, so powerful because it's going to help you he will continue to be your mirror that's going to show you everywhere you're needing to transform. So whatever choice you do, you have so much support from us and just know that you have options and whatever your authenticness and your soul is telling you to do along with what's right for this child is going to be tremendously magnetic. Next question. As I've been going through this process, I haven't wanted to hang out with any of my normal friends. I feel like I'm shedding a skin and stepping into an up-leveled identity, but all of my old friends bring me back to the old me. I don't fully trust myself not to fall back into the habits I'm trying to shed. What do you think and suggest? I worry that being someone who is always seeking growth, I will end up with no friends. Here's the deal on this one. Um, It's just energetic differences. And again, I always go back to this quote. I'm sure most of you are so sick of hearing this, (laughs) but nobody's your friend, nobody's your enemy, nobody's your lover, everyone's your teacher. And I'm like you. I'm the person who's a constant seeker, so I evolve at a rapid rate. I mean, a rapid rate. If I know it's going to improve this lifetime for me and have the possibility of being the happiest version of myself, the healthiest version of myself and the most prosperity I can have, I do it. So I'm like you, I tend to have friends drop off and communities drop off instantly when that happens because for lack of a better word, just energetically vibrations are different at that point. And that's okay. I had to become okay with that. And I have the luxury of being an Aquarius, so I'm really okay with it. I don't think I've left my house in three and a half days, <laughs> and I'm so fine with that. So, But other signs have a lot, you know, it's a lot trickier to do that. So I just want to tell you that there's a couple of things here in this particular situation is that you can 
take the time you need and keep your friends at arm length until you're so secure in this new level, for lack of a better word, this new level of vibration where you hold it, it's a part of you, you're so integrated at this point, that when you do start to hang out with these friends again that bring you back into these old ways, you'll be so sturdy and strong, it won't matter. But again, know that we have a great post on this. I think it's called... Like it's called the crab shell or the in-between or something. Mm -hmm. And essentially, I talk about this all the time. It is lonely at first when this happens, but the moment that you do this, you're clearing all of the space for such a a higher vibrational community to come in, which has always been the case for me. Even if it takes a few months and you feel so lonely and low and, and whatever, just know that this is totally normal. It's absolutely okay. You can absolutely keep those friends in your life, you know, and come back around in the long run when you're at such a sturdy and grounded place in this new integration of yourself. Yeah. And like you said, there is a community out there that can match your vibration to say, um, So yeah, going and maybe in becoming involved in activities that kind of match who you're evolving to be. Sure that will attract the community much mm-hmm. quicker, like going to the yoga class that whatever, right. taking the art class or the ceramic class or, you know, that is the quickest way to have new energy fill that space. All right. Um, can you manifest a better relationship with your husband? I'm trying to up my self-worth and embrace my authenticity. It's causing tension in my marriage. I'm very committed to making this relationship work. How do I handle the anger directed at me as I try to respectfully assert my needs? Shouldn't he respect me more as I up my worth? How does compromise work for the sake of a relationship. Honestly, when that's happening, you're just being tested. So whenever, and this goes back to the last question we just answered, whenever a vibration starts to get higher, it's like when the light gets lighter, the darkness wants to take it down. And I'm not saying that your husband's the darkness. He probably just has a lot of repressed things inside of him he hasn't worked through. And so your vibration's changing. That's very scary and it's annoying and it's weird. And all of a sudden you're not on the same energetic level anymore. The best thing you can do if you're wanting to really make this relationship work and it's right for you is to be incredibly patient with him, be incredibly supportive with him, Don't make this like, I'm wanting to better myself, you should too. Don't project your wanting to evolve onto him. And really good practices for this, honestly, are to let things go. (laughs) The, The book, Letting Go, is great for this, to let the stuff go. All You need to just know you're changing. It's scary for him. And if you want to make this relationship work, you need to have deep compassion for what that's like with you. Keep your manifestation boundaries. That's something you can Google on the blog. It's a post we have. Keep those very strong. Um, if he's not able to vision hold for you in these times, keep your self-work to yourself. You don't need to go and share it with him. That's just threatening and scary. And an amazing book and tool for this is called the Imago Dialogue. Um, Um, the book is called Getting the Love You Want and it'll really start to show you this is about you. You want this relationship to work and change and he's not in the space to do the work and change. You need to then hold a lot more space for him and get a lot stronger in yourself and have very strong boundaries. So it's totally doable, but it's time to take any pressure off of him of wanting him to join you, wanting him to accept this. It's all very scary and it's all very different for him, especially if he's not a big seeker and, and changing things up and you can listen to the podcast episode with Max and I. Mm-hmm. I do, this happens to Max and I all of the time. It's often in relationships that two people can go in different directions, but it's really important that they come back to being on the same energetic wavelength. So just, yeah, being really patient with him. All right, next question. You talk a lot about not depending on others for money, but what about when others are depending on you? My partner's income and my own income can be sporadic. One of us will have a few months where money is great, but then it seems like the other one will be doing poorly during that time. We try to split things 50-50, but we both have to lean on each other to get the rent paid sometimes. Are we blocking each other from manifesting? Do we need to cut each other off in some financial regard? I think the more important answer in this is uh, doing way deeper work on opulence together. Both of you guys aren't expanded enough, period. I don't know if your partner is doing this work with you. They don't have to, but it will be a lot more successful in the household economically if they are. But not expanded enough, potentially settling in whatever environment that you're in. So in your guys' specific energetic circumstances... Each time you're doing that, you're both communicating, we're small, we can't make it, you know, and I've been here before, I just need to say that 
is so important. There's nothing wrong with you. I've absolutely been in this position many of times. Um, and so even if it has to continue, that's totally fine. But I would be far more focused right now on expanding um, and really, really whatever career that is for you, whatever career you're in, what career you're supposed to be in, having massive expanders. And even if you have to have expanders of being the breadwinner in the relationship, that's absolutely fine. So that's something that's really important to focus on. And then be really checking anywhere you're settling right now, because it sounds like both of you guys, I'm just picking up on the energetics are both settling in multiple circumstances. And so whether that's in career, in friendships, in your house space, like it can be everywhere that all needs to be taken care of right away. So jumping off those cliffs and really an amazing, amazing workshop for this would be the rut. Honestly, Mm -hmm. it would really be working through the rut because it's going to help you get rid of all of the clutter in your life and where you're settling and it's going to help you find expanders. So that seems more pressing than cutting each other off financially right now. That will be something I think you should do after those are really met and really expandable. Is rock bottom the same as the magic dark? I understood it that both are a sign or a final test signaling that something big is coming through. They're very similar energetics for sure. So the difference between the two in the magic dark, you're learning how to truly build your trust muscle and trust so deeply. In a rock bottom, you're meant to learn massive (laughs) lessons that are going to strengthen your nervous system to fully be in your authentic code, which you learn about in that. The best way I can say it's like, It's pushing you to the extreme to be like, can you handle this big thing that's going to come through? Meaning, are you strong enough to hold that space and be that successful? Whereas the magic dark's a lot more about like, are you sure you're not going to settle for being like (laughs) low self-worth again? Are you really sure you're not going to? Because if so, I'm going to give you what you want. So that's the energetic difference, but it's really good that they picked up on that because they're very seemingly... seeming (laughs) similar uh, energetics. So thank you for helping others see that clarification between the two, the Mm -hmm. difference. Yeah. And I feel like when you experience one or the other, you can, you'll understand which one you're in. It does kind (laughs) of come from having been in them as when you really get Mm -hmm. it, you're like, oh, okay, now I know. And it's so funny right now because you would think I have manifestation so mastered now, but I pretty much do in a lot of ways. Like you can throw things at me and I'll be like, oh my God, that's a test. That's a thing. <laughs> but it's so funny because we're manifesting our two retreat homes right now, you know, another one in the States and another one in either in Ireland or Scotland. And so I found this house that was recommended <laughs> Max's mom, everything on paper. It's like I'm back in dating again. I'm like, dating, you could not Super even cute. throw something at me where I would be like, I'm not falling for that. But I went up to see this house and it's everything on paper and I'm trying to like control it and force it. But truthfully, it's a test and an expander as I can tell right now. And mm-hmm. I'm still being like, but I should talk to this medium. But like, what if he's the one? That's <laughs> what's going through. So um, I think it's honestly just going through the experiences like the magic dark and mm-hmm. a rock bottom. And you'll be like, oh yeah. Number one, you'll know you never want to go through a rock bottom again, yeah. even though you'll go through many. The magic dark, you start to get really excited about. Mm-hmm. So that's a big difference. Yes. <laughs> the rock bottom, you're like, my world is falling apart. And the magic dark, when you start to get it, you're like, oh fun. I could just relax and something's coming. Yeah. Unless you're really impatient like me and you're like, so... Yeah, then you start to mess it up. Yep, then I mess it up. It's a learning process. Um, All right, how do I know when to make a move and when to just let things happen? I always wonder if I should be more proactive about what I want versus being passive and waiting for things to happen. I feel like this about many things, not just relationships, whether to initiate, pursue, or just passively let things happen. I mean, I think human design gets really interesting about this. If you're following Mm -hmm. Jenna's work, not knowing what your design is, is really interesting. And then B, I like to always submit to the pings when it comes to this, when I'm super confused. Like, uh, here's a great example with this whole, you know, retreat house in the States. I'm wanting to have it by a certain time. So that's a huge no-no in manifestation. There's no (laughs) deadlines, you know, like I'm basically having to go through. And I love when I have to go through this, like you guys, right? My big dangling carrot right now is a new property. And boy, do I not have this fully (laughs) mastered or I'm not totally in my worth about it yet. Whereas relationships, 
relationships, you couldn't mess with me in terms of like money. A lot of the times you can't mess with, even with the company, I'm always like, all I care about is how am I going to pay you guys? Like it's never (laughs) with me. I'm like, I'll be fine. I'm a gypsy. Like I'll be fine. You know? So money is like not the biggest thing, but yeah, this retreat home is, is really fascinating. So what I'll say about this to give you an example is technically following my own process right now, I should be just like, that's a test and expander. I'm passing it. Thank you, universe. And I'm just going to chill back now. And I know you're going to start to present the ping of where to look next. Are you kidding me? I've been Googling every night till 10 PM, <laughs> like different towns and what it could be. I'm like forcing this experience. So it kind of comes down to what process you're in and manifestation. So if you're, if you've written the list, you're following the formula and you're doing everything you're supposed to do, that's when it's time to surrender and let the test come to you. Let the lessons come to you. Mm-hmm. Let the pings come to you. Now, if you're the type of person that's like, gee whiz, I want to manifest a new career and I'm not doing anything yeah. <laughs> to make that happen, Sitting. that's a problem. Mm-hmm. So that this is where I like to really, really revert back to the formula. So again, if you haven't done that, make sure you're doing that. So you're really following it properly. And then you'll know when it's time to kind of chill back. Another thing I think, because we live in space and time, which theoretically doesn't even exist, but we do, and this is a lot I'm learning through mindfulness right now is there really is no such thing as time. There really is no such thing as time, even when we have to be at work at a certain time and stuff like that. But we are so programmed to follow a timeline and hit markers that we try to control. And it's like, man, the more we can start to learn to trust the universe, the more we'll start to realize, oh yeah, I was supposed to have that extra two months because these three things happened that taught me lessons. And now I, you know, it's so much better than it would have been. So being able to really surrender to the pings and the lessons and tests, um, if you're truly following the formula. How do you feel about it? I mean, you're in a whole manifestation process. Oh, yeah. You learned that through the magic dark. <laughs> yeah, and like I mentioned, I'm like used to be obsessed with, I remember just like, Anytime I had a moment to myself, it was like planning out my entire life. Yeah. I remember being on the airplane and being like, I'm going to go to Berkeley. I'm going to study architecture. Then <laughs> I'll like go 10. to Barcelona. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and none of that ever, ever happened. Anytime yeah. I'd put so much thought and effort and visualization and everything, it never would come to fruition. And I think that's also a testament to what I learned through human design yeah. is that is being a non-specific versus specific manifester. Um, but it is, it is hard to, to learn to just be passive and stop needing to control everything. And I'm in a time in my life right now where I'm almost 25 and I'd been programmed to be, I mean, I come, I was living in a small town for so long where people are getting married. And I mean, I have like that and I'm like, whoa, no, (laughs) (laughs) what is that? Um, But having to like learn that it's okay that I don't have, you know, like my whole entire life planned out like I had always wanted to, to have at this point um, and then also being in this you know not having an apartment right now and just instead of like being like okay by March I'll find my like my apartment and I'll be living in this neighborhood blah 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 blah, blah just kind of like allowing myself to enjoy the process and it's, I kind of relate it to going through the DRE like I feel like I'm kind of in this process right now where I'm like figuring out things and re- and unblocking a lot of things. And instead and of- you're following pinks really yeah. well. Like but you were supposed to go to Colorado, so you were just going to do that mm-hmm. and work from there. And then you got the ping to be on the east side and you're really now falling in love with the east side. Yeah, absolutely. All these things you wouldn't have done if you had stayed really planned. Exactly. And allowing and being more more passive in that aspect also allows me to hear these pings, yeah. Rather than just thinking I need to do this, that, and the other. So yeah, the less we control, the more the pings flow through. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yeah, my dad always says I don't remember the quote exactly, but he says something about um, you know if you have something you really want, be active in the pursuit, but allow it to come to you. Passively. I love that. Yeah. I really love that. That's Which I knew exactly how he said it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that, that alone is so helpful. Okay. Moving on to our last question in partnership. Um, will the fact that a relationship ending was so awful be a block for me in the future? I feel like with all the to be magnetic work I've done, I should be more expanded than this and I should have been able to take a deep breath and say good riddance in a more meaningful, less awful way. I was just so tired of being patient and being treated like shit that I finally snapped. How do I move forward without feeling like the worst version of my shadow self? When you are expanded, is it okay for relationships to end badly? Oh yeah, this is awesome. (laughs) Dude, this is great when that happens. You're A, in a rock bottom Mm -hmm. or B, in a rut now because you've gotten through the rock bottom. Those are 
the biggest gifts. And so you're actually not doing anything wrong and probably starting the work started to mess with your vibration and high, make it higher, quicker, faster than you were ready to grow. So it, it was inevitable that you couldn't stay in the circumstances you were in. So the cool thing that's happening, and I'll equate this back to when I was 25 and Pluto was over my moon, it was just crazy. <laughs> and like at the time, I'll give an example. I was in the pursuit of acting for fame and money. I was in a relationship that was completely superficial because he was attractive and successful. And everything in my life was just not my true authentic code. And the universe was like, you're here to do big things and you're really on the wrong fucking path. I was in a (laughs) rut, even though I didn't know it, I was in a rut. And Mm -hmm. so it rock bottomed me. And then I had to pick my life back up. I've had to do it many times, but it's what put me here today. And so essentially I just want to say to, you know, you in the circumstance that go do up level. Like, Mm -hmm. boy, will it speed this process (laughs) to you so fast. Start with rock bottom if you don't identify with it anymore because maybe you're a little bit out of the heartbreak of that relationship and Mm -hmm. feeling like a failure and all the things. Move into the rut. But you are so on the right path. Do not give up on the work. The (laughs) fact that you started the work is probably what catapulted this, which means that very big things want to come through. You're destined to do really incredible stuff. You're destined to have a fantastic relationship. Do not give up. You're like right in the mix of it even it's like it's like in the wizard of oz when you're in the tornado and you can't see why but eventually you are going to end up you know down the yellow brick road and all of that and you can't see it in the eye of the storm but boy are you right on track and so i'm like out of all the questions i'm the most <laughs> excited for this one yeah i've learned to to kind of be grateful for those moments cuz yeah. it's almost i mean i like to dilly dally and get stuck in and things and it almost like pushes you out of it. So totally. You, like, can't be, you it's can't like, just yo, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> wake up. <laughs> exactly. I have a small business designing and making jewelry, which I am now doing full time. It is profitable and growing, but I don't have much extra money after all of my expenses. I'm now running into issues with needing large chunks of money at one time for inventory in order to keep expanding and growing my business. I know that you don't suggest going into debt by using credit cards or spending money that you don't have, but I have thought a bit about borrowing money from investors. What do you suggest in this situation? Oh, totally. Go for your yeah A1 round. Absolutely. I think a really expansive episode too, if it hasn't come out yet or if it's on its way out, is look out for Agnes Badu. Mm-hmm. She went through this and talks about the bridge jobs that she did. I'm not, I've never been a big investor person because I'm just, again, a poor Irish gypsy, but <laughs> I would just watch Max go through it. I just watched mm-hmm. you know a lot of friends I know in the industries go through their first rounds of funding. And absolutely, if you have the wherewithal to do that and the audacity and the uh, tenaciousness, oh my gosh, I envy you. It sounds like you're going to make this business happen a lot quicker, especially if it's in a flow and you're just needing that line of credit to float it. I think absolutely, it sounds like everything's rolling. And so just like I told my friend in this industry who has a really amazing, incredible company, while she was looking, do next level while you're doing this and follow the formula. Like call in the investors you want, Mm -hmm. what you're wanting from them, the amounts you're wanting from them, do next level and the formula and the pathway while you're going through this process will make it infinitely. You're going to have to pass tests for the wrong investors. Like it's so... I watched how Max did it because he doesn't follow the work and I got to watch how somebody we all know who's an expander to many of us do it and it's been really powerful to watch that successful route and she's been doing the formula magnetism. She did the DRE challenge for 30 days and she's doing up level, next level while she's doing this and it's really beautiful to watch these investors that are coming through and it's almost, she's like it's overwhelmingly too good now that that's what it can be very scary but it's like you need to have that nervous system to hold it. Yeah, and even, I mean, maybe you harbor some shadow around borrowing money or, totally. or having investors and working through that and finding other small business um, people who have been successful with investors. The expanders. Yeah, that's where up level, next level is exactly. going to teach them how to mm-hmm. do, all, and you'll be following your authentic code. It's mm-hmm. just, it's all so exciting. <laughs> Those are all the questions. Excellent. Great. Well, I'm so excited. And uh, just know that if you pop into the pathway under supported our class, you can go back. And I think this is the 21st. We've had 21 episodes now. So just know you can instantly have access to go and listen to all of the past ones. You can listen to them like a podcast or you can watch them. There's videos in it as well. And they're tremendously helpful. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we're so excited that you could join us today. And if you do pop in and go and listen to this one and there, you will have a two-week exercise that we give um, to follow for the next two weeks to keep you on track. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for tuning into the episode, and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, we did. And in case you're not totally ready to join the pathway yet, I wanted to share a few of our free offerings that I'll often suggest to people as a little bit of a blueprint to get them started on their manifestation journey. The first place I like to direct people completely for free is the motivation. You can see it linked below or on our homepage as our testimony library. And it's categorized by different subjects, whether you're calling in career, money, love, wellness, and much more. When you're reading about a member's experience of what they manifested, you're actually seeing to believe and showing your subconscious that that very thing is possible for you. The second place I like to direct people is to the free clarity exercise, which is also linked below. In it, you get to try our own unique hypnosis process, learn about the science and some journaling prompts. And the best part about this You'll get a tiny taste of what it's like to go into your hypnotic state, bring your subconscious forward, and create new neural pathways while receiving clarity. And the third thing, if you haven't listened to it on this podcast yet, please go back to the episode titled Manifestation 101, where you'll learn the basics of neural manifestation to truly understand this process. So go ahead and check out those free resources, the motivation, the free clarity exercise, and the episode Manifestation 101, all linked below. And in an effort to make sure to have representation in this process series, go ahead and submit any process testimonials you have, especially to our LGBTQ plus community, our BIPOC, as well as the WISE, which is anyone in the community who is 45 and over. All right, we'll be back next week.